You'd have you in church tonight, Michael. All right. And, uh, oh my, how good it is. Well, that's a good song. I like that song. Well, the other night we had this, I mean, it's an awful storm here. It was. Didn't last long, but more it was, it was, it was rough when it was going through. And I'm glad regardless of whatever storm you may be in, no matter what the storms of life, God is able. Amen. He's able. Amen. You help yourself, brother. You help yourself. Amen. Somebody else got a word of testimony. One of these other young people. Give you your last opportunity. Don't want to be ashamed of the Lord. All right. All right. Second Timothy chapter one. Just stand, please. We can look at verse number six. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, for God, hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Tonight, you will listen and give me about 35, 40 minutes intently listening. God could change your life. I can't change it. But God can change your life. It's just this thought, with this truth, this message. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we ask that you bless the reading of your word. Bless the offering and bless all that's already. Bless the singing. Boy, I'm glad that you are. That when the storms come through, you're, you are our help and our protection. My, what a blessing that is. Now, Lord, take this principle and this truth. And may God tonight we get it. What we do with it's our business. God, you give every man, woman, boy and girl here the, the privilege to make a choice. I know that. But oh, may they not leave tonight not knowing. But may they have the knowledge. And then God, may, may there be a multitude say, I'm not going to live there no more. In Jesus' name, all people said... You can be seated. I'll give you the title of the message in just a bit. It is a spirit that hovers over every home in Hamlet on earth. Sometimes it expresses itself in sweaty palms, knots in the stomach. And sometimes takes days to get over it. Even put a lump in your throat and shut down the entire windpipe. 
It cause your blood pressure to rocket, plumb out the ceiling, and courage to drop like a rock. If it's shock, it's strong enough, it can literally cause the blood to momentarily stop from the brain and cause a person to faint. In extreme cases, it can literally starve blood from the extremities of our body, resulting in cold feet. That's not what your wife's problem is. She just got cold feet. This mysterious monster can prove to be fatal. And I'll show you tonight. In a family, in a man's life, it was fatal. Medical science has even proved that it can cause the heart muscle to, to literally react in such a way to cause heart failure. I believe as we begin the second half of 2017, the greatest, the greatest enemy, Solid Rock Baptist Church has, is this. It is the sinister minister of fear. With the help of God, I'm going to preach on God's formula for fear. Now, I would be negligent if I didn't share with you, not all fear is necessarily bad. Some fear is good and godly. One of the most famous quotes of a president, Franklin D. Roosevelt, is said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, it sounds good and we like quoting it, but it's not true. As long as there are spiders and rattlesnakes and, and murderers and terrorists and criminals, uh, may, may I say there's room for fear. There's room for fear. On one occasion, Matthew 10, 28, the Lord said, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both body and, and soul and body in hell. He went on to say, Proverbs 1, 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So no fear is bad. I want the doctor that I see to fear making a wrong diagnosis and maybe getting me in worse trouble. The electrician should fear putting a hot wire in the wrong place, burning the house down or taking his own life. Airplane pilots should fear thunderstorms and that would endanger the lives of everyone on board. But may I say there is a spirit of fear that causes depression. It is a fear that is deceptive. And it is a fear that is so destructive. It is a fear that starves 
your faith and teach your doubt. Let me say that again. There's a fear that starves our faith and teach our doubt. And Paul addresses that to young Timothy. I believe you'll find young Timothy probably had a major issue with fear. And I believe many of us have an issue with fear. Let me say first of all, the fact of fear. Now I'm not talking about the simple figment of your imagination. Fear is a real fact. It is real. Fear is real. Ann Landers received over 10,000 letters a month. Over 10,000. And you would think that the main uh, uh, thought or questions would be about marriage or money. But they wasn't. The number one subject she... What people wrote to her about asking for advice was the issue of fear. My. The Lord went up to the point of saying this in Deuteronomy 28. And the officer assembling an army, he said this, And the officer shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, what man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Now listen to what he said. What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his own house. God said, we, we, we can't use him in the battle. Lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. You realize if you have a spirit of fear... You can bring those that have faith. You can literally pull them down instead of lifting them up. He said, unless they affect those brethren that are willing, that believe God can give victory down, he said, send them home. Send them home. So it's a powerful, powerful thing. The Greek word for fear is phobias. It's where we get our phobias. There's over 700 different phobias. Acrophobia, fear high places. Claustrophobia, that's when they put you in an MRI machine and fashion your head down and stick you in a pop. Praise God. Claustrophobic. That's when you wired that little button saying, get out of me out of here. I'm panicking. And they bring you a shot, give you a shot. You don't care what they do to you. <laughs> you just don't care. That's claustrophobia. Ergophobia, a fear of work. <laughs> yeah, somehow that. Demophobia, fear of crowds. Boy, I like, and, and, and this is a little Phobia, I, I, it is. Platophobia, fear of an offering plate. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love it, I love it. There's fears of all kinds. Students in school fear tests and examinations. 
Business people fear a failing economy. Many people fear every day of their lives. And they live in constant fear. They watch the news. And they fear, are we going to be attacked? Or or, where the economy is going to fall? Or where gas prices are? They fear everything. The fact of fear is very, very real. Second, I want you to see the force, the force of fear. I doubt if there is a human emotion that is more powerful than that of fear. Now, don't you listen carefully how it affects your thinking and your body. It affects everything you do. Number one, fear victimizes. Fear is a force that can dominate anyone. And don't get the idea that it takes weak, meek people that are fearful. That's not so. Fear can dominate any person, regardless of how much wealth or power or position. Listen, listen to this. Howard Hughes, the wealthiest man in the world when he, when he was alive, was so afraid of germs, he used four boxes of Kleenexes every day. He wiped off everything he touched. Listen to this. Alfred Hitchcock was afraid of policemen. Eva Knievel, boy, it's interesting. That Daredevil stunt rider was afraid of airplanes, would never ride an airplane. Fear also affects the powerful. Joseph Stalin was so afraid of being poisoned that he built eight bedrooms and built them like fortresses that he would be boxed in behind these walls and he moved every night so nobody would know exactly where he was at because he was feared of being poisoned or murdered. Peter the Great, considered the greatest Caesar of Russia, was terrified of crossing bridges. Julius Caesar remarked one time that the shouts of his enemies was music to his ears. But the man had what's called brontophobia, feared of thunder. He feared thunder. And Jerry Stein's fears dogs. <laughs> Amen. Just put him in my thought, put that in there. I need no book or uh, history book or nothing. I, I read about a man who had morbid fear of thunder, so he went to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist said, I'm ashamed of you. A man your age is absolutely silly to be scared of thunder. He said, when, when you, it starts thundering, think of it as a drum roll in the symphony of life. He said, will that cure my problem? Psychiatrist said, I don't know, but if it doesn't, stuck ears full of socks, 
crawl under the bed and sing, Mary had a little lamb at the top of your lungs. That's what I do. That's what I do. Fear can affect, it doesn't matter. Fear can affect you in every area of your life. Paul said this in Timothy, 1 Corinthians 16, 10. Now Timothy's come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he worketh the work of the Lord as also I do. Boy, young Timothy had a, had a, an issue of fear. If you have a spirit of fear, you're in good company. You're in good company. Number two, fear neutralizes. A world is living, uh, a world is full of lies who have been, been strangled like a bull constrictor around their, their lives, squeezing everything out of them. And it's called fear. Literally. It can choke the life out of a marriage, out of a home, and it can literally choke the life out of a church. Boy, we need to be old. Fear speaks up. We can't afford it. We need to do this. We can't do it. We need to do God wants you to do this. We can't. We ain't no way. It's an impossibility. We can't do it. We can't do it. That's fear talking. God has never led you to do nothing that you could not do. Nothing. Oh, we find that so many people are allowing the devil to rob them of the blessings all because of fear. I need to obey in God's giving. But the fear says, no, you got bills to pay. You can't afford it. No, you'll go under. And literally choking all the joy and blessings and truly knowing what God can do fear. Jesus one time told a parable of talents. He gave one man one. He gave another man two. He gave one man five. He came back to a man with five talents. He went out and he invested him. He said, Lord, you gave me five. I got ten now. And the Lord said, Bless, praise God. Enter in thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I make you rule over many. Man with two talents said, said, Lord, I took him two talents you give me, and I invest. Lord, praise the Lord. Turn the same thing. But the man with the one talent had fear. And listen to what he said. And I was afraid and went and hid my, thy talent in the earth. Lo, there, there thou hast that is thine. And Lord said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I am not strawed. Thou hast therefore I put my money to exchangers, and then at my coming I shall receive mine own with usury. 
Take that talent from him. Take that other talent. Give it to him which has ten talents. God, then God later on said, he's unprofitable. All because of the spirit of fear. Number three. Fear monopolizes. What do I mean by monopolizes? It be first by begins your thinking. It dominates your thought. And then when it dominates your thought, it'll dominate your actions. And it's at this point that a phobia becomes to dominate every aspect of your life. Let me show you, let me read you an Old Testament story and explain to show you how this is true. In Ruth chapter 1, now that it come to pass in the days of the judges ruling. Stay with me now. Well, that gives you, that's a lot of insight. The days when the judges ruled. What kind of day was it? In those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which right in his own eyes. Okay? That's a day. And that was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. This is a wonderful story of fear and faith. Let me show you the fear. Fear moved Elimelech to, to go to Moab. Fear started in his thinking. He did two things that moved him. First, had the wrong focus. You know what fear do? Fear gets you to look at everything around you. Second, what did he see? Saw famine. Saw famine. And I hear him now say, Mama, Mama, we, we, we just got to go to Moab. There's a famine in the land. We just got to go to Moab. We're we going to lose everything we got. We ain't going to make it. And maybe Mama said, Well, Elimelech, don't you know that God's going to take care of us? Behind there's a famine in the land. And we ain't going to survive. And we ain't going to make it. And we're going to go under. And I tell you, there ain't no way we can make it. It's an impossibility, God. It, it ain't, it ain't, and a little by little by little by little, it consumed his mind. And bless God, there's some of you, the very best people in Solomon Baptist Church. There's some things you can't believe God for. Just, we, we can't do it. There ain't no way. It's an impossibility. Fear, fear, fear. Now let me tell you, fear is a bald-faced, bare-faced liar. Now I'll show you in this story. Fear said, Elimelech, you're going to lose all that you got if you go to Moab. I want to listen to all her testimony. Bible says, and she said unto them, Call me not 
Naomi called me mad. Bitterness. For the Almighty had dealt very bitterly with me. Now I want you to notice it. I went out how? How? She wasn't hungry. She hadn't lost nothing. Elimelech hadn't lost nothing. Fear said, you're going to lose something. It might happen. This might happen. This might happen. But they hadn't lost nothing. And she said, I went out full. But I come back empty. Not only did she come back empty. Now let me tell you the power of fear. God gave them two sons, Mahalon and Chilion, sickly and pining. God said, Elimelech, I want your attention. Elimelech, I, I want to talk to you. Elimelech, you're in the wrong place. You don't need to be down here. You don't need to be down here. You need to be up there. You don't need to be down here. And you know what? That fear had so gripped him, he went to sojourn, and then the Bible says he continued there. That fear got a hold on him and said, we can't do it, we can't do it. And God said, okay, eliminate, I'll just take you on to the house. And by the way, I'll take your two sons to the house. And he did, you may not like that, but he did. And they come back broke, defeated. But notice, I told you, I see a great story of faith. Not in Ruth. Not in Ruth. But Boaz didn't leave. <coughs> Slid in the same famine. And over chapters 3 and 4, he's doing all right. He lost nothing. It's his his fields that are gleaning in. Faith did not lie, but fear lied to this family. And fear is a lie to some of you. Faith didn't lie. Boaz said, well, there's a famine in the land, but I believe we'll just trust God. I believe we'll just believe God. I believe I'll give this thing to the Lord and it'll be alright. And praise God when the hearts come back, Boaz is doing fine because of faith and fear. Oh, fear says when God comes up and wants you to do something. Oh my, I'm amazed. You say, well, God ain't never done said nothing to me. It might be you have such a fear that He knows you're so stubborn and hard-headed, you wouldn't do it no how. So He'll leave you sitting in that cesspool of fear. Several months, several months ago, I was doing something, mission. But I was praying. And boy, God just shamooed my God. Said, I, I want you to do this. 
And fear quickly jumped up and said, You you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't afford that. You can't. They know what that's an impossibility. You can't. But they said, Won't you just believe me and do it? And it's amazing how that thing's been tested. But it's also amazing how faith has done everything. My, nothing's changed at our house. We certainly ain't lost no weight. We certainly ain't lost. I could tell you things, but you know what you do? You that are gripped by fear, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe if I told you all that God's done in our life. I got this little spell of sickness. More fear jumped up and said, Huh? You ain't pay, you ain't pay the hospital bill. You knew this. Fear, fear, fear. I said, Hold it. Whoa. I said, Faith. I believe God for that. And I said, I'm not going to turn back now. Regardless. And you know, it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm trying to help you. Fear paralyzes. Fear's like the stranger that came by, a cotton farmer said, Plant any cotton? He said, No, I was afraid of bull weevils. Well, how's your corn crop doing? I'm afraid I didn't plant any corn. I'm afraid of the drought. How's your potatoes? Don't have any potatoes. I was afraid of the potato bugs. Well, just what did you plan? Nothing. I played it safe. That is exactly where many in this church are. You're just playing it safe. You're playing it safe because of fear. Oh, my. I, I, Romans eight thirteen. If you live after the flesh... You should die, but if you live through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Boy, the force of fear is powerful. It's powerful. My, it's amazing. It's amazing what God, you know what God wants to do? He, he, he loves you so much. He wants to do this. He, he wants to flex His arms. He wants to show you His power. He wants to show you what He can do. But when He comes to do that, and He looks to you for that step of faith, fear says, oh no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, then, no, you won't make it. You'll go under. You won't survive. You'll mess up. What will people think? What will others think? You, you're fearful. And we're fearful of everything. So we do nothing. I love Christian Law Association. I do. David Gibbs is a good man. But if we did everything Christian Law Association would do, we would break the church, double-line it, put a wall, put guards on the four corner, and shoot everybody come on the place. We wouldn't do nothing. I'm amazed how many times 
And I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I'm a looking. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that I get in around me. Then I share my heart. Say, well, I just, just been thinking about this. I don't know where God's wanting to do it, but just been thinking about that. And the people around me, they'll say, Boy, I tell you, boy, that'd be great. Man, God, God can do it. God, yes, God can do it. Instead of people around, I tell you, we, we can't afford that. We can't do that. No, no, we can't do that. No, no, why, why we make people mad? Why we do it? No. I've learned two or three things in 25 years. Learn the hard way. People that's here, I hope you're here because you want to be here. And you love the Lord. If you're looking for a reason not to be here, everybody focus on me right now. Okay, here's the reason. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to hurt your feelings. If you got, you're going to drag in your little cart with all of its boxes, and I'm going to kick it over. You're going to pick up your wagon. I can't believe you done that to me. And take your little wagon and go somewhere else. I can't help that. I can't help that. And number three, if you can't allow God to help you, I can't help you. God wants to do that. God, now I've seen something here. Now let me say this. Let me show you how powerful fear is. Almighty, thrice holy, thrice holy, creator God gives three prescriptions. One won't do it. He gave three prescriptions. And Dr. Jesus sat down. I'm going to write them out here for you. And these prescriptions, now I need you to apply to your heart. Now, like any prescription, I, I, I just don't believe that doctor. I believe he's correct. I ain't taking that. Then you won't get Help for your fear. But if you take his prescriptions and apply them to your life, they'll cure fear. First of all, I sat there and said, God, and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I've got my fears. I know what my fears are. I, I'm afraid of dogs. God, I'm so glad. I read one day, had a shouting spell for a day. They, there'll be no dogs in heaven. Oh, Lord, I'm ready to go. And I know that's a fear. Miss Sonia and David has got a beautiful, a beautiful, a beautiful dumb woman. She is absolutely beautiful. And they invited me over. And she said, now, preacher, you know what? I want to show you. She won't hurt you. And you know, I said to her the whole time, and i got to confess, 
I've always heard that a dog can sense fear. And while dogs are playing around there, I said, I'm wondering, can she, if she barks, I'm out of here. If she growls, get the door. I'm gone. And I, I thought, I said, now thank you. I wonder if that dog can sense that she's good dog, playful, that, I, that, I'm, that I'm scared of her. And I, I pray, God, help me in my fear. We all have fears. Don't get me wrong, but look at me. Everybody look at me now. I'm not talking about fear. I'm talking about a spirit of fear that dominates your life. Makes all your decisions. Well, that's when you're in trouble. And, and Dr. Jesus has given prescription. Number one, he said, I'm going to give you the power to fight fear. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Okay? If you're saved, born again, washed in the blood... Praise God, that's good. Be saved to know it. You have within you a supernatural power that even the devil can't do nothing about. God says, I've given you the power, not your fleshly power, but the power of God to fight fear. 1 John 4, 4. Ye are God's little children, and I've overcome them. Listen, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. God went so far to say this. I said this earlier. In Deuteronomy 28, God said, If they cannot, if they cannot realize they have a supernatural power to fight fear, send them home. Send them to the back door. They can't fight with us. God comes along and says, I've given you power. I've given you power. Now think about it. God is our Father above us. Jesus is our friend beside us. Holy Ghost is in us. Why should we fear anything or anyone? Bible says, Luke 1, 3, with God, nothing shall be impossible. He went on Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? God gives us a spirit of power. A spirit of thought, fear. You need to realize that we have the power of God. And we need to realize that power gives us the ability to fight fear. Number two, power to face fear. Love. Preacher, how in the world does love help me to face fear? First John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. 
Because fear hath torment. Wow. God says your fear will torment you. But perfect love casteth out fear. Now, that's not a love I have for God. Because of one word. Perfect. My love for, for the Lord is not a perfect love. I wished it was. I want it to be. But it's not a perfect love. So it is His love He has for me. And God said, when you realize, I love you perfectly, I want you to know, you don't have to fear nothing. Because I give you a perfect love. God loves you. God loves you. My, when the, our grandchildren were little, if they were on a higher place, I'd say, jump, and I'll catch you. And you know why they could jump? Because I loved them. That meant I would, I would kill myself before I let one of them hit the ground. Amen? God says, you don't have to fear. You can... Face a fear because of perfect love. Oh, I love this. Now, if I know that God loves me, then I know that He will not allow anything to happen to me that will not work for my good. Romans 8, 28. For all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to His purpose. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, 14, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me in His heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We don't have to fear. We can, The power, prescription number one. Prescription number two. Love. It's a perfect love He has for you. He says, you want you to fear. And then number three, a sound Mind. Now I'm going to help you here. Boy, give me, give me five minutes, maybe seven. But at least five. Let me tell you what a, a sound mind is. It's a mind that is disciplined, self-controlled. Fear is a divided mind. What fear does. I know what God said. But, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. You have a divided mind. And the Bible says, a double-minded man's unstable in all of his ways. The Bible says this. You can even pray and God answer your prayers. A sound mind is a disciplined, self-controlled Mind. Sound mind is this. God, I know you're all powerful. I know you're creator God. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Now for a little while, I might be afraid. For a little while, I might be scared. But Lord... Regardless of my fear, 
regardless of being scared. God, I know that you're creator God. That's what you'd have me to do. And just do it. It's a self-controlled, disciplined mind. Has the idea of listening? I want to ask you a question. It's amazing. I've never met, I've never met a person that fully obeyed God in everything that could ever stand up and charge God falsely. Well, he wasn't the God he's supposed to be. I've never. They did that, I could always take them back to a place. But God said, you need to do this, and you do this, and the spirit of fear gripped them, and they wasn't. Next couple of weeks, we're going to go try to canvas this neighborhood and hand out uh, uh, flyers for vacation Bible school. For some of you, you need to take some of these, these, these things and go over and meet your neighbor and invite them to vacation Bible school. And let me tell you what the fear's going to say. Oh my God, you can't do it. In this day and hour, with all the violence and everything, you can't do that. That's fear talking. Faith is saying, yeah, but God, I just believe you'll take care of me. And walk over. See, you can either live your life in fear, or you can live your life in faith. And the, the difference of this year for our church is going to be a group of people that chooses to live by faith or chooses to live by sight. You live by sight. If you're lost, you live by sight, you'll go to hell. Plain and simple. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So let me give you three things and I'll be done. Admit your fear. Great psalmist said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalmist admitted his fear. Number two, activate your faith. Fear knocks at the door, faith answers, and there's nobody home. There's nobody there. And then, acknowledge you, Father. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength, my song, and he has also become my salvation. Charles Hines Spurgeon said, The past you need not fear, for he has forgiven you. The present you need not fear is provided for. The future you need not fear is secured by the power of God. So I'm going to leave you just two words. Just two words. We begin the second half of this year. Just two words. Fear not. That's what Jesus said over a hundred times. Fear not. It's all stand to your feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed.